American football in Finland. Perfect Purvis, Jabari Harris, and Robert Johnson give authentic American perspectives on football every week. No politics, no censors, just football. Enjoy the show. American football in Finland. The voice in your ears right now is Perfect Purvis, resident of Finland by way of Texas in the U.S. of A. All right, this week we have a special AFF episode. Since I'll be giving the final thoughts on the Maple League All-Star selections and the league award winners as well. After the Maple League talk, uh, we're going to let Carolina Panthers expert Antonio Harris talk about how his team did in week five of the NFL. And then talk a little bit about their upcoming week six matchup as well. And then I'll finish the show picking the NFL games like I've been doing for the last two weeks. So let's get right into it. First thing I want to talk about. Maple League All-Stars. All right, man. We knew before the season that the All-Star selection was going to be janky, and it was. So I'm just going to go by each position, and I'm going to let you guys know if I agree or disagree with the selections, and then I'm going to tell you maybe about some other people who could have been candidates for these positions. First position, quarterback, All-Star from the Maple League, Brandon Connett from the Helsinki Roosters, I agree with this 100%. It was an easy choice. He's the best quarterback in the Maple League. I mean, the dude threw for 2,500 yards, 35 touchdowns, six interceptions, and then had six more rushing touchdowns. And that's what really made him better than a couple of those guys, both Stan Bedwell and Justin Sotelier, both threw for 3,000 yards, but they weren't effective as runners. And they both threw double-digit interceptions. So, I mean, it was a little bit of comparison, but Brandon Connett was in the league of his own the entire season. So, we kind of knew that was going to happen. Moving on, the running back position. Uh, The running back position went to Josh Quezada from the Turku Trojans. Now, this decision I disagree with. Now, Juice. Juice, that's my boy. I I mean, I like Juice. He's, He's one hell of a running back. Probably the most running style running back in the league this year. But there's no way that you could think he was the best running back in the Maple League. Juice had 1,000 yards. Yes, he was the leading rusher in total. Basically because Ricky Stevens didn't play his last game. Ricky Stevens had 1,000 yards without playing the last game of the season. And he only played six games the entire season. Now, Juice had 1,000 yards. It took him 240 carries. So one guy that I think could have been more deserving was Ricky Stevens, who did 1,000 yards, nine touchdowns, only did in 147 carries. But to go even more abstract about the running back position, running the ball is not all the running back does. Now, this name is no news to anyone else, but Jason Taylor, come on now. Jason Taylor did not get 100 carries. He had 95 carries, 800-some yards, and 10 touchdowns. So he had the most touchdowns for a running back. And then to add to that, he had 300 yards receiving and a touchdown from the receiving position. So he amassed a little bit over 1,100 total yards in both the run and the pass game. And with the 95 rushes and the 16 receptions, what's that, one put a one? That's 111 touches which is less than Ricky Stevens in carries and way less than Juice Quezada in rushes, and he amassed the same amount of yards 
and actually had more touchdowns than both of them. So how is this guy not the best running back in the Maple League? And, I mean, those are just stats. But if you watch the games, it's even easier to tell that Jason Taylor is the best running back in the Maple League. But that's enough about the running backs, you know. I won't <laughs> I won't harp on it too much. Uh, next, move on to wide receivers. Now, the overall group was four wide receivers, and I disagree with these four. Not, I don't disagree with all four in general. I disagree that this is the list. I think that there were some other names who should have either been added or substituted. But I do actually agree with most of these picks, and I think these are four good receivers in the Maple League. But some of these other guys might have been better. But first off, let me tell you who made it. Uh, at the wide receiver position, R.J. Long from the Wasser Royals. He was the best receiver in Finland. Everybody knows that. 1,400-some yards receiving, 15 touchdowns. Easy pick. I agree with that 100%. Roman runner, Hamelina Huskies. 65 catches, 837 yards, 9 touchdowns. He was the receiver for the Huskies. Without him, they probably wouldn't have made playoffs. Like, he was that guy for them. So, that's an easy choice as well. Next guy you have is Miko Seppin and Porvo Butchers. 53 receptions, 638 yards, 3 touchdowns. He was the glue for the Porvo Butchers. Great receiver. I think he's well-deserving of this. So, we'll go to the next guy, Bernard Luster, Helsinki Roosters. Had 800-some yards, 12 touchdowns. Easy pick as well. Now, as you can see, when I, I went over Miko's name, I wasn't as enthusiastic. And Miko Sevenin, that's my MVP pick before the season. But I can't say that he was the fourth best receiver in the league this year because I have other names. So I'm going to give you my other names. First name on my list, Timmy Thomas. Oh, but no, he had less yards than Bernard Luster. Who cares? Timmy Thomas had 600 yards receiving and 11 touchdowns. Miko Seppinen had 600 yards receiving and three touchdowns and had more receptions. So who was more effective, him or Timmy Thomas? Timmy Thomas, obviously. Now, Timmy wasn't the best receiver on his team. Bernard Luster was, but he shouldn't be penalized because of that. Even though he wasn't the best receiver on his team, he still was probably one of the top four or five receivers in the league this year. Um, Another name... I'm going to go out with an, another U.K. guy, actually, here. And this is going to be a surprise to a lot of people, but Spencer Cutlin. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, he was playing second fiddle to R.J. Long. Spencer Cutlin has 600 yards and 10 touchdowns. And I don't know how you people value stats, whoever's selecting these people, but if you look at who was actually picked, they picked the top four receivers in yards. R.J. Long had the number one amount of receiving yards. Roman Runner had number two, Bernard Luster had number three, Miko Seppinen had number four, and that was the list. They just went by yards and totally ignored the fact that Miko Seppinen only scored three times compared to Timmy Thomas, who scored 11 times, compared to Spencer Cutlin, who scored 10 times. And let me tell you the, the last person on my list that should have been in the running, if not right on the cusp, Daniel Luoma, the other receiver for the Porvo Butchers. He had 549 yards, so that's about 80 yards less than his counterpart, Miko Seppinen, and he had only 33 receptions. He had less receptions and a little bit less yards, eight touchdowns, and you want to know why? Now, this one I'm going to go away from the stats on you because I'm going to let you know, Daniel Luoma was going against 
the imports and American corners. Teams were not putting their imports and American defensive players on the slot position of Miko Sepinen. No. He was going against people like Nico Lester, Roman Runner on the outside, and still scoring. That is a better receiver, in my opinion, than someone who is going against local talent and doing okay but not great. If Daniel Luoma had 20 more catches, he'd be closer to 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. But he didn't. And that's okay because he was playing against strong competition. And in my opinion, he was the best wide receiver on the Porville Butchers. So if he's the best receiver on the Porville Butchers, why would someone else on the Porville Butchers be an all-star? Now, that's my rant on that. I'm sorry, but I had to let y'all know. That's how I feel about it, okay? So the next position that we had was offensive linemen. I'm going to be real with you. I agree because I don't really watch offensive linemen like that. But let's talk about the names and just say congratulations to you guys. Uh, Samuel Lee Vekamaki. From the Helsinki Roosters. It's going to be hard for me to say everybody's names. Yari Mononen from the Porvu Butchers. Artu Tenberg from the Porvu Butchers. Yeri Lati from Helsinki Roosters. And Eric Blumgroom from the Wasser Royals. Now, most of those names I actually know. So I assume that they're pretty good offensive linemen. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know that they're the best linemen. But I appreciate that they made it. And good ups to you, fellas. <laughs> All right. So, oh, man, running out of time. I only had a 10-minute segment for this, but I guess I'm I'm talking a little long. I don't care. Y'all going to hear me today. Uh, next position was kicker. Uh, pretty easy. Spencer, Spencer Cudlin. He made three or three field goals, 38 for 41 PATs. He was 92% on P, PATs. Pretty much he was the only person that was positive in the kicking game. All the other kickers in the league pretty much were not positive or didn't have a lot of reps, so that's an easy I agree with that. And lastly on the offense, we're going to go over kickoff returner. And another easy decision, Roman Runner, Homelina Huskies, had 14 returns, averaged 35.9 yards to return, and had a touchdown. No one else came close. Matter of fact, no one else even had double-digit returns besides Anthony Brooks from the Centennial Crocodiles, and his average was much lower. So that's an easy choice. These are the offensive all-stars in the Maple League this season. On the most part, I agree. Uh, I had a, a little bit of a disagreement with your running back choices and your wide receiver choices. But other than that, these are great players, and congratulations to everybody that made it, whether I agree or not. Let's get into the defensive all-stars for the Maple Leafs this season. Man, I got more opinions about this than anything. Uh, defensive linemen. First off, I agree totally with this list. I think they chose four of the best people. Definitely agree with this list. So let's go down the list and see who made it. Oko Oitinen, Helsinki Roosters, Loco Oko. Everybody knows who he is. He was a great defensive player this year for the Roosters. I mean, him and Laurie Vino, they basically were the defensive line. Those are the guys everybody talked about, everybody feared, and they even had the stats to prove it. I mean, Oko had 32.5 tackles, 5.5 sacks. Uh, the next guy that made the all-star list was was actually his teammate, Laurie Vino, who had 42 tackles and eight sacks. He actually led the league in sacks. Now, I do think that had a lot to do with the fact that Oko was also on the defensive line, but they're definitely a great one-two combination, and they deserve to be the best players. They were the best defensive linemen in the league. Next guy he got on the list is Rodon Zickety. I'm really sorry if I'm messing up his name from Wasser Royals. Now, uh, Rodon, again, he was part of a tandem. 
because what you have to say his name, then you also have to say F.A. F.A. Uh, everywhere. I can't say his name either. But also from the Wassel Royals, both of these guys were a tandem. So your top four defensive linemen were two tandems. Tandem from the Roosters, tandem from the Royals. And it makes perfect sense because no one guy can be good by himself. And these guys, what they did was instead of depending on the other guy, they made teams choose do I want to block this one or do I want to block that one? And that's also why these two teams were in the finals. Uh, great defensive lines on both sides, and these are four of the greatest players. Now, I'm going to throw out some names here just so guys understand that these aren't the only great players. Now, they, they do deserve to have the, those all-star votes, but I'm going to throw out some names that I think probably were in the consideration and could even be substituted for some of these guys if it's your preference. And obviously – I'm not the guy making the votes, but this is some guys that you guys can maybe think about. One guy uh, from the Homelina Huskies, Yuha Uliarvila. Now, that guy is a beast. Now, stats-wise, he's not going to have the flashy numbers like these other guys because his defensive unit was a little bit more evenly spread. He only had 20 tackles. He had six and a half sacks, four, four pass breakups in that amount. So when he did make tackles, it was very effective. The thing about his defense was that the Humbling Huskies defense created pressure. They didn't necessarily get sacks and interceptions, but they created pressure and put teams in difficult situations. And they also stopped the run. And a lot of teams tried to run on them, which meant their linebackers actually made a lot of tackles. So this defensive lineman was really great this season, but his stats don't back it up. And obviously there's a bias uh, when it comes to these all-star voting towards stats. And he doesn't have the stats to back it up, so it makes perfect sense that he didn't make it this year. Another guy that I think is below the radar that really deserves some respect, uh, Porvo Butcher's defensive lineman, Ville Kervinen, who also played a little bit of receiver this year. Yeah, he's that athletic of a person. Uh, he had 29 and a half tackles, four and a half sacks, 18 solos, 23 assisted. He was pretty much everywhere for the Butchers. Uh, he, he played defensive lineman. He rotated throughout the line, and he was a force to be messed with all season. He was the guy putting the pressure on people, and he actually made a lot of plays in that position and at one point in the season ended up playing receiver to help the offense. Um, he might not be as good as these other five guys I named earlier, but he definitely would have been on the cusp. If I was voting, he would have been right there below those other guys at 4, 4A, 4B type situation. So that's the defensive lineman. Overall, I agree with the picks. They definitely picked the four best linemen. Uh, these other two guys I put in there, just some guys to make y'all think about. Uh, going to the next position, we got the linebackers. Now, again, I agree. I totally agree with the three guys that were picked, but I'm going to add in some names just for some a little bit of disparity so people can understand what's really going on out here. First linebacker, we got Chris Young, Wassell Royals. League leader in tackles. Best tackler in Finland. For the second time in a row, 80.5 tackles. Now, here's the funny part about this dude. 65 of those tackles were solo. He would have been like number two or number three in the league when just solo tackles. But then he had 31 assisted tackles. Uh, he had three sacks, three PBUs, and one interception. I mean, I won't rant on about Chris Young. He's one of the best linebackers to ever play in Finland. He probably could be one of the best players in Europe if there was ever the opportunity for him to go elsewhere. Great player, well-deserved. Moving on to the next linebacker, you have Santu Arivainen, 
who I, again, I'm sorry if I messed up your name, Santu, but you know I love you, man. Uh, Helsinki Roosters. This guy, his stats were a little bit skewed in my opinion. He had 51 tackles, 33 solos, 36 assists. He only had half a sack, two PBUs, the one interception that was 100 yards. But the thing about Santu is despite his stats, he was the guy on that defense. He was the glue guy. I seen them play earlier in the season, and when he came off the field, the defense started giving up stuff. There was things that he would stop that normally wouldn't happen. When he's on the field, whether he's making the tackle or not, he's the guy that helps that defense work to its highest level. So it definitely makes sense that he's on this list. Next guy we have is Taj Jones from the Homelina Huskies. This guy is more similar to Chris Young in his way that he plays. He has 70 tackles, 46 tolo. 46 solo and then 48 assisted and then he had one sack and one interception Tajon was everywhere on the field this dude is lights out fast pretty sure he's faster than most of the receivers in the maple league and you can you can bet me on that if you want to we can line him up against somebody even you rj long i think he can hold he can run with you i think he can that's how fast this guy is and during the season that's what he did he got to the ball faster than everybody he was the first person to the ball no matter what. And in that 3-3 stack defense that they ran a lot, it he was kind of hidden from the offensive linemen, so they had no chance. And even when they went four down linemen, he still was getting to the ball before anybody could even attempt to block him. Now, these three guys definitely deserve what they have and definitely should be the All-Stars. But I'm going to throw some names out there right now. Speaking of Todd Jones, if Todd Jones is a number one linebacker, this guy is a number one A. The other linebacker for the Homelina Huskies, David and Zion. Okay, this UK guy, every time Todd Jones was making a tackle, he was right next to him. Like, it was a, a lot of those assisted tackles that Todd Jones had were assisted by David and Zion. He had 62 total, sack, two, 62 total tackles, 37 solo, 50 assists. Very similar to Todd Jones because it was like Batman and Robin to every play. Two guys on the ball. If David got there first, then Taj finished it. If Taj got there first, then David finished it. And it's it's kind of incredible because I know if I was voting, I would have a hard time deciding which one of them two I thought was better, in my opinion. Because David took on a lot more blocks to get to his tackles, but Taj was a little bit faster to the ball at times. So, eh. That's why I want to put his name out there, just so you guys know that Taj wasn't out there doing it by himself. And, David, big props to you, man. You are one hell of a linebacker. Last name I put out there is a name everybody knows and loves out here in Finland. Uh, Sebastian Carbon, all right, from the Porvo Butchers. Now, he only had 52 tackles, had 32 solos, 40 assisted, two and a half sacks, and one interception. Now, his stats don't pop out like these other guys. But if you look at Santu Aravinen, his stats are similar because he had the same similar role. Uh, Sebastian was the glue guy for this defense, even though they had an American linebacker. So that's, yeah, the Porvo Butchers had an American linebacker in Troy Roach, and Sebastian Carbon was the better linebacker in the group. And that's saying something to his type of play and his character that he still got his, even though he's playing with a true American next to him. And Troy Roach is no slouch. No, That's no shot, shot at Troy Roach. He's a great player, but Sebastian Carbon is one of the best in Europe, and this is what he did this season. He had to lose some stats to make room for that American, but he still was the best linebacker on the Porvo Butchers team. 
Now, that's my pick for the linebackers. Uh, we'll move on. Damn it, I'm using up a lot of time. Uh, we'll move on to defensive backs. Now, defensive backs, I disagree. All right, I don't disagree with all four. I just disagree that my picks aren't on the list. <laughs> it's, it's hard to pick, but I disagree that my picks aren't on the list. So let's go down the list first. You got Rufael Khalifa from the Wasser Royals. He had 33 tackles, 13 pass breakups, led the league in passes defense, and three interceptions. Makes sense that he made the All-Stars. Then he's a great player. Like like I said, he led the league in PBUs. That's something that's definitely a stat that needs to be seen. So he's definitely a, a big, strong, physical corner, and he did well guarding pretty much the best receivers throughout the season. Then the next guy we have is Curtis Slater from the Helsinki Roosters. 50.5 tackles, five pass breakups, four interceptions. Uh, this dude was everywhere. I mean, there's not a, a lot I can say about him that people don't already know. He's a big plays Slater. No, actually, what's the nickname? Top Shelf Slater, you know? <laughs> top Shelf Slater. And that's what he is. He's Top Shelf Liquor, if anything. He doesn't do anything half-ass. If When he made plays, they were plays. When he had interceptions, they were crucial interceptions. He even had crucial interceptions in the playoffs. Like, this guy is a playmaker, and he just happens to play defensive back. Early in the season, he played cornerback. Then he went back to safety. If they needed him back at cornerback, he went to cornerback. That versatility is not easy to do. That is some versatility a lot of people don't have, especially here in Finland where cornerback play is lacking, in my opinion. That Which actually brings me to the next guy on the list, who is actually Olin who's a cornerback, Helsinki Roosters. Now, I'm not going to get into what happened earlier this season when we had someone basically say that he was not a good cornerback, but I think actually definitely deserves to be on this list. He had 24.5 tackles, five pass breakups, three interceptions. Now, his stats aren't gaudy, but you have to realize that a lot of times people did not throw at Oxley. His coverage was so good that he did not get thrown at. Now, the difference between him and Rufael Khalifa, in my opinion, is that Rufael Khalifa's defense looked suspect, so a lot of times he got thrown at. Now, Oxley, he didn't get thrown at because he had good coverage from the get. And that's something to be said. The stats don't show it, but he had very good coverage throughout the season, so he didn't need as many throws his way. You don't throw it to somebody that's blanketed, and that's what he did throughout the season is he blanketed the guys he had to. And a lot of times they were in zone, and when they were in zone, he was in his area. Now, the last guy on the list, another Helsinki rooster, Pierre. I really don't know how to say his name. Corrigo? It's French. Um, we appreciate having that French name, buddy. Uh, <laughs> he had 47 tackles, two pass breakups, six interceptions, led the league in interceptions. Um it's been said that Curtis Slater made him what he is. Between the two of them, that's 10 interceptions. And actually add Oxley, that's 13 interceptions. And if you add the uh, other DB, that's what, 17 interceptions between that defensive backfield in the, with the Helsinki Roosters? Uh, yeah. And Pierre was a big part of that because he was very opportunistic. Um, you know how some people are just in the right place at the right time? Pierre was great at doing that. He made tackles from the safety spot. And when the ball was in the air, he went and got it. He's a ball hawk. Got to appreciate that. He definitely deserves to be on this list. But I'm going to throw out some names now that either need to be on this list or replace some of these guys. And luckily, I'm not the guy who has to decide it because I wouldn't know who to take off the list. I think these four guys are great. But you cannot tell me 
that Roman Runner is not one of the best defensive backs in Finland this season. He had 20 tackles, three pass breakups, and five interceptions. And that's and a lot of people are like, well, he played offense and defense. Yeah, a lot of times he played both. His stats don't show that he played a lot of defense because people did not throw his way. I've seen games where Roman Runner was playing just offense. Their defense was struggling. They bring Roman Runner in. They lock down the side of the field with Roman Runner. That's the impact he had at corner. And then at times they put him at safety just so he could help out. But he was that versatile of a player, and he was that important to the defense. When it came down to clutch time, he was the guy playing cornerback for the Homelina Huskies because he's the best corner in the Maple League this season. For him not to be on this list, I mean, he had the five interceptions. Those, that's some stat. He was number two in interceptions in the league, even though he didn't even get to play corner the entire season. You got to respect that. He should definitely be on this list. That's a big miss by the league by not voting him on the list. Other guy that I think should be on the list as well, Ville Valtteri Soyanen. Okay, number 21 from Turku Trojans, long hair, sunshine. He has 60 and a half tackles, 11 pass breakups, and four interceptions. Now, a lot of those pass breakups, I'm going to say it, Ville can't catch, man. That's all it was, okay? <laughs> He's not a receiver. But he was there. He made plays. And when you watch the Trojans play this season, all you could think was, oh, my gosh, someone helped that guy because he was that defense, and he's doing it from the safety position, not the linebacker or defense alignment. From the safety position, it's very hard to come. I think he was number two on the team in tackles behind one of the linebackers and then lead the team in interceptions and pass breakups, not to mention he had to do the punting duties and the return duties. And as a defensive back, he still was one of the best in the league. He was a guy who was always there making big plays for a team that no one else was making big plays for. He should be on this list. Now, that's six people that I think that should be on the list. I think all six of those should be on the list, but obviously only four can make it. So that's why I disagree with the total of the four, but I can understand why. And still, congratulations to these guys. I'm still running over on time, so let me go to the next group. Um, we have the punter position. Now, I disagree with the punter position. Now, this is I think this position was just given. Uh, the punter position for the All-Star went to Daniel Luoma from the Portville Butchers. He had 35 punts, uh, averaged 41.6 a punt, had 14 inside the 20-yard line, had one fair catch, had two of his, his punts blocked. Now, those are great numbers. He's pretty much the only person that punted full-time the whole season. So I understand why he got it, but I'm going to tell you someone, excuse me, in my opinion, that was a better punter this season – and the reason I'm going to say this is Brett Aravey, the quarterback from the Sinioki Crocodiles, was the best punter in the Maple League this year. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, that don't make sense. He's a quarterback. He's not punting. Look at the stats, man. He had 54 punts, almost, what, 20 more than Daniel Loma did, which means the more punts you have, the harder it is to be consistent. The, the more numbers is a lot harder to be consistent. Now, in them 54 points, he averaged 38.2 yards a punt. That's really hard to do off of 50 punts. And then he still had 13 of them inside the 20, one fair catch, only got one of them blocked. And that's saying that he missed a couple games too. I think he missed four or five games this season. If he had played those games, he's looking at another 30, point, 30 punts because they, weren't, they were punting, I'll tell you that much. 
offensively, he didn't have much going for his team, but he definitely was playing on fourth down. And I just think that if you look at these two guys and how they were playing, Brett Aravey was a much more consistent punter. It wasn't more like short, deep, short, deep. All his punts were going around 40 yards every time. Now, were they getting ran back a little bit? Sometimes. But he had consistent hang time, and he got a certain amount of um, length on his punts that was very consistent. Now, Daniel Oma is a great punter as well. I'm not trying to downplay him, but I do think that Brett Aravey was a better punter this season. And that's just my opinion. So I disagree with the punter pick. Now, the next position we got is punt returner. I also disagree with this one. Man, I'm disagreeing with a lot of defensive stuff now that I look at it. (laughs) Okay, so punt returner all-star was chosen to be Curtis Slater from the Helsinki Roosters. That's a great pick. He had 26 returns, average 17 yards to return. He had the most returns in the league because the – Helsinki Roosters had the best defense in the league, so it makes perfect sense. Like, he has the most opportunity to do it, so that's who the guy you pick. He has the most yards, so that's the guy you pick. But as much as I love Top Shelf, I mean, I I like his nickname so much, I'm saying it twice. Top Shelf. I love it. Top Shelf was not the best punt returner. The best punt returner this season was Roman Runner from the Homelina Huskies. Now, it doesn't sound like, oh, he's got a thing for Roman Runner. Hey, look, I'm just calling like a see it, all right? <laughs> Roman Runner had 13 recept- thirteen returns, so that's half as much as Curtis Slater. His team didn't get his – his team defensive team wasn't as good. He had 288 yards. That's about a little bit less than half as Slater. So you're thinking, okay, similar metrics. Now, the difference is he had a 22.2-yard average. Now, if you think about what I just said about the punting, well, he didn't have to do it as many times. So, obviously, his average is higher. So, in that aspect, I would still give it to Slater, except for the next thing. He had two touchdowns. People were punting away from Roman Runner. It was said throughout the season, don't punt to this guy. So, even though he only had 13 returns, a lot of that was because they didn't want to punt it to him. And when a team doesn't want to punt to you, what they end up doing is losing field position. Because they have to punt it to the side or punt it out of bounds. So they can't take the chance of you returning, and therefore you're impacting the game. That's the best thing a returner can do is not return the ball. And that's what Roman Ronan did. And when he did return it, he scored touchdowns. Like It wasn't like, oh, he's going to get 20 yards and we're going to have to eat that. No, he's scoring touchdowns. You can't, you can't prepare for that. So you say, I'm just going to take that L and just – punt it like 20 yards to the side so he don't get it. And that's why he's the best punt return in the league this year. And I'm sorry, top shelf, that I had to say that you weren't, but I'm just calling like I see it, fellas. And that's all the defensive all-stars, and that's how I feel about it. Next thing we're going to do is actually going to go into the different yearly awards. Here, I pretty much think I'm in agreement with most of the picks. So we'll go first, uh, the rookie slash like newcomer of the year award. I agree with this pick 100%, mostly because I don't know who else was new. But <laughs> this dude, I didn't know he was new. But Vilio Lepinen from the Helsinki Roosters, the defensive back, the cornerback, young guy, born in 1999. So what does that make him, like 18? So for an 18-year-old, this kid had 27 half tackles, seven pass breakups, two interceptions, and he was a very good cornerback. I don't want to say he was dominant, But on this defense, I mean, 
there was no weak links, and he definitely held his own, especially since also seeing him dominate. I seen him dominate in the U19, that's for sure. So this guy is definitely a great cornerback, and congratulations to you, Vilio. I mean, if anybody's been talking to me this year, I've said his name a couple times. I haven't met him yet, so if I ever do meet you, man, come walk up to me, shake my hand. I'd be, it'd be nice to know you. Great player. So next award is Lineman of the Year. I agree with this one as well. It's R2 Tenberg from the Portville Butchers. And again, I'm going to say I didn't pay too much attention to the line, but I do know that, in my opinion, Portville Butchers had the best offensive line in the Maple League, and he's the captain of that line. So in my opinion, that's how it goes. And that's not a slight to all you other offensive lines, but if you want to challenge it, you can. I don't care. Uh, next position, defensive player of the year. All right. I disagree. I disagree wholeheartedly. The defensive player of the year, congratulations, first of all, but I do disagree with the pick. Santu Ariavainen, the linebacker from the Helsinki Roosters. Now, as I said earlier, he definitely is the glue for that for that defensive front, but he's not the best defensive player on that team. So he can't be the best defensive player in the league. Um, he had 51 tackles. He had seven and a half of them for, for a loss. He blocked the three kicks. I guess that really stood out to some people when they were picking this. But he was not the best play defensive player of the year. Um, I'm only going to name one other person because this is the person I think well deserved it and definitely was the best defensive player of the year. And that's top shelf. Top shelf was the best defensive player of the year. Curtis Slater from the Helsinki Roosters, the defensive back who played both corner and safety. He had 50 tackles, which is almost the same as the linebacker Santu, but also had four interceptions, scored a touchdown on one of those interceptions, five pass breakups, and he was the guy that shaped how the the teams passed the ball, depending on if he was playing safety or corner. He was tasked with, okay, we don't have a good matchup. Can you play corner so that we can get a better matchup at the safety position against a different slot or something like that? Like, he was the guy that had to move around to make their defense effective. Now, there's no slight to Santu. Santu is a great linebacker. He did great leading that front. But without Curtis Slater, that back end isn't as good as it was. Those 17 interceptions don't happen without Curtis Slater on the field. He manipulates the quarterback. He plays the game at a different level than anyone else. So he obviously, he's the best player on that defensive side of the ball for the Helsinki Roosters, which is easily saying he's the best player in the Maple League because most other teams don't have any players that can compete with the Roosters' defense, in my opinion. So the defensive player of the year definitely had to go to someone on that team, and there's a lot of choices, but I think Top Shelf Slater was the best defensive player in the Maple League this season. Now, next position, Offensive player of the year, obviously I agree with this one. It went to R.J. Long, wide receiver from the Wassa Royals. This dude had 1,400 yards receiving, 15 touchdowns. And if you do the math, he had almost 50% of Justin Sautelier's yardage. So that's one player with almost 50% of a quarterback's yards. That's crazy. So, I mean, no one else was putting up those type of numbers, not to mention the dude played quarterback in two games was 42% but had three touchdowns and then he he even had 23 rushes and a touchdown like he was everywhere and I mean he was a couple hundred yards I think away from breaking the receiver and record this season but he had to go play quarterback like that's how good he is 
That's definitely the best offensive player. He could play receiver, quarterback, or running back if he needed to. I don't know if he could play offensive lineman, but I'm assuming that you could, RJ. I'm assuming we put a couple kilos on you, and you can go to offensive line and play that as well. Definitely the best offensive player in the Maple League. Now, let's get to the nitty-gritty. I'm over on time already, so this podcast is going to be a little long because my radio show is going to have to suffer because of it. But this is the last one, guys, so... Last position, most important award of the year, most valuable player of the year. The award went to Brandon Connett of the Helsinki Roosters, the quarterback. Uh, He threw for 2,500 yards, 35 touchdowns, six interceptions, 60% completion rate, which is really good to do over an entire season. He had 200 rushing yards, uh, six touchdowns rushing. He was very efficient. I didn't look up his efficiency score, but I know that he was actually number two right behind R.J. Long. <laughs> I saw I saw him, but I didn't like look up the numbers. But obviously, he threw a lot more passes than R.J. Long, so that makes sense. But this guy was one of the, the most efficient and definitely one of the best quarterbacks to play in the Maple League in recent years. He stood head above the rest of all the other quarterbacks in the league and well-deserved that they gave him this award and said he was the most valuable player. But I do disagree with that choice. Only because if you were to say he was the best player at his position, yes. He was a better quarterback than all the other quarterbacks. But in my opinion, R.J. Long from the Wasser Royals was the best player in the Maple League. He was also a better receiver than all the other receivers, but by a much larger margin. Like, this guy had 1,400 yards receiving, the closest player at receiver to him in receiving had 800 yards. That's 600 yards difference that half the receivers in the league didn't have 600 yards receiving. Brandon Connett was not that much better than all the other quarterbacks. I mean, he threw about the same amount of yards and had less interception. More efficient, yes. Better, I wouldn't say to the level that R.J. Long was over the receivers. And then you have to add in the superlatives. R.J. Long, like I just said, played quarterback, ran the ball this season, and he played defense, had 15 tackles and an interception, had a a, a game-ending uh, pass breakup against, what team was that, the Huskies? I think it was in the playoffs. Like, that's how good he was. Like, he was that guy for that team. Early in the season, the Wasser Royals looked like crap because they were heavy into the run game, and he was getting a lot of yards but no touchdowns. They changed the offensive scheme, and it starts to fit him. Uh, everyone's like, oh, well, Justin Sutherland needed this scheme. Justin Sutherland just kept throwing the ball to him. Like I said, almost half of his throwing yards went to R.J. Long. He was the most valuable player, not only on that team, but in this league because he changed the dynamic of the league by himself. He changed the dynamic. People were trying to figure out ways to stop them, him, and they could not. There was 12 games. He had 1,400 yards. <laughs> That's averaging. That's averaging, what, 100 yards, 125 yards a game? Like, nobody does that. And you know that he's good. He's already been a league MVP. That's the worst part. It's not like this guy came out of nowhere. Um, Brandon Connett was new to the league. Everybody didn't know exactly what kind of player he was going to be. Everyone knew who R.J. Long is. He is R.J. Long. He's talked about being an MVP candidate before the season. And this season, he lived up to it in a in a very special way, and he deserves so much more than just being the offensive player of the year. 
he was the best and most valuable player in the league this season. Um, the league missed out on this one. Uh, this is probably the worst pick out of all of them. I can pretty much live with the rest of them. But not choosing R.J. Long for this award is troubling because if doing everything he did doesn't make you the best player in the league, I don't know what will make someone the best player in the league. Uh, there's no other way to say it like he was the MVP for this season. Now, that's how I feel about all the all-star picks, man. Uh, I'm glad you guys listened to me today. I got it off my chest. Get on the Get on the website. Go to perfectpurpose.aff, go to Facebook uh, AFF Podcast, go to the Podbean app. Tell me how you feel about it. I got nothing but time, okay? Tell me how you feel about it. You you agree or disagree with me. You think I was right about some things. You think I was wrong about some things. Let me know. I'm not afraid to talk about it. Season's over now. This is going to be the last podcast of the year. Uh, we're tr- going to try to come back in 2018, early January, talk about some different topics that are on my mind. But right now, this was it. See you next time. American football in Finland. Americans talking football every week. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on the Podbean app. Subscribe now on iTunes. Go to perfectpurvis.com forward slash AFF. American football in Finland. Football, anytime, anywhere.